so might as well i mean i don't know what the fuck i'm doing next year because like my well we're allowed to swear because this is a podcast i don't know i don't know what we're allowed to say i don't know, I know this <laughs> okay. all right i'll just say some of the rules um i think yeah. Ashley, you know most of the podcast yeah yeah so okay um i'll just say one rule and ashma goes ahead so what one rules about podcasts mm-hmm. is we 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 take for 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 the safety for me coast my the rule that the host have to abide if i basically disrespect you anyway or something um uh, please notify me after the the podcast but mostly i will make sure that i won't um um not constrain you put you into the spot of spotlight only you speak and okay. you make like a jesus christ no no i won't do that and uh, to make podcast i had to be fair and reason and give all the participants the ability to speak at one at a time and i will try my best to not interrupt the speaker which won't be the key rule of podcasting yeah here go ashman to you in terms of establishing rules of podcasts i mean i think to be honest i think it's we're quite lax here right um it's quite free flow um i would say i, I would just essentially just re-emphasize taking turns right being respectful but i, I think swearing's swearing's all good this is we know oh, yeah. who our target audience is so our yeah, target we know, yeah get the stats most of the age uh, like 16 plus aren't even allowed on, on anchor man i mean, I'd oh. say in general just just don't be a dick like guys what is this uh, podcast uh, what is the name going to be uploaded as like is there going to be a link that i can send to my friends yeah, yeah, there will be a link. Me and the boys at 3 a.m. making podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah boys. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, uh, oh, originally, <laughs> originally, we wanted Mia uh, Ashma what to do just a plain com like um Warner Bros. comic books then, but then since kind of changed a bit because then we had situations like the metaverse, then the NFTs, and then since it became like twenty spotlights and stuff yeah. From, yeah so we kind of um yeah I, i'm doing this podcast is to ch- not just to chill out to have different perspectives and viewpoints on this topic or multiple topics basically we tackle in one podcast so um so I think I I I told David would be talk about the NFTs a bit, like mostly maybe NFT video games briefly, yeah. and then we talk about metaverse. Then we talk a bit about how how Warner Bros or the big corporations like Ubisoft were the doing with all this sense. <laughs> General. Yeah. All right. Uh go and do my longest TED talk all right um <laughs> cool i mean suppose nft video games i mean nfts as a whole are fairly complicated because like there's a lot of misconceptions and it's extremely criticized on the internet because of the fact that a lot of people choose to be very opinionated about it like i'm not saying like, it's a bad thing to be opinionated have opinions and whatever sometimes you get a lot of people particularly on reddit that just like 
blabber on about whatever they want to talk about and then they have no like you know sort of knowledge or have done any kind of research themselves about the topic so i mean i i would say i'm quite biased about nfts and nft video games and metaverses because of course i'm a creator nft creator so like i make money off it so it's not like i'm gonna be criticizing it because it's just what i do um but nft video games is a kind of you know a very interesting way that nfts have been used because you have like games as a whole sure it's entertainment you have fun you play games and you know in the past for instance you know there's been cases where like video games have made money for people like i think from what i know like csgo skins is a thing that we can make sell them and make money um but nft video game is also like a big thing so even on like if you go on mobile and you go in the play store and you can search up like nft games you can find things like uh this game that i'm playing now called merge cats which is literally just merging cats like it's the easiest stuff it's like just merging cats together making them spin around this racetrack and you can make cryptocurrency which you can then exchange for real money and i was like you know it's very basic but it's like i suppose a pastime and there's also other games as well they're creating and various different projects like if you go anywhere on twitter if you go anywhere on instagram and search this stuff up you find projects coming out all the time and it's a great way to I suppose see how like games can be turned to money making Right. schemes um because it's you know they're very easy but it's the way that they 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 you know the thing is well like, cryptocurrency is a big thing at the moment you know like you know five years ago six years ago bitcoin was rising and everyone's criticizing it and now we go in the volume traded and it's like the billions like the amount of you know people that have used bitcoin and know about big you know the same people that criticize they use it nowadays so it's kind of interesting to see how cryptocurrency is going into games and you know becoming a big thing you know amongst nfts as well it's kind of interesting i mean yeah <laughs> yeah uh one thing guys uh one of my friends wants to hear like the previous podcast you guys have a link for that or um no i have a link for that but i can't i'm i'm recording at this moment so please be patient <laughs> um i'm recording at the moment if i quit now i give okay. your friend um no need to quit no need to quit like uh do, where does where should he go to um find the link or, or to find the content yeah so basically um type in anchor f uh, anchor do fm uh slash not slash uh, um and you know the hyper dash critic then close caption and yeah, uh, uh, basically, let me just um, so so just type ty- type in, uh, just type in. You know the link I sent to you, right? The UI link. Just cut out core all that stuff and just copy the pondering critic at the, the bottom, and he he goes he goes straight to the podcast. Got it. Got it. Nice. 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 Yeah. Yeah, sorry about taking up time with this preparation. We already ate <laughs> 20 minutes into it. <laughs> okay, so let's continue. Um, David. Yes. Um, well, uh, with regarding NFTs as well. So, I mean, I suppose NFT games is like a result of the NFT phenomenon, I suppose, because, I mean, in order to describe what NFT games are, you have to look at what NFTs are, as you know, for those that are listening right now probably the people in this podcast as well if you don't know you know essentially an nft is 
an non-fungible token, which, for instance, is something that is unique and can't be replaced. So if you, for instance, have like one pound, someone can replace that one pound coin with another one pound coin because it's fungible. It's like, you know, exchangeable. Then you have, you know, like non-fungible tokens. Now tokens, I suppose, refers to the item or like the image that is used as a, you know, as a token. It's often like a, you know, long code um, that can be identified. And the non-fungible idea is that, for instance, every single of those tokens is unique and you can't replace it with something else because it's unique in itself. And that's what makes them quite interesting because, you know, one, if you look, if you listen to like Gary Vee's, um, he's quite a big influencer in the NFT world at the moment, and he's exploring how NFTs are coming out. He's always, he's often like telling people, you know, people need to get into it, particularly young people, because of course it has so much potential. And uh, he's explaining how NFTs are essentially receipts. And that's the way one way of seeing them because of course they're completely unique, you know, um, there's a big, you know, thing that he has that, you know, in the future, you know, these NFTs can be used as like tickets for festivals, fest, um, you know, tickets for plane tickets, any sort of form of tickets, you know, to, to even track. Essentially, Why would you, you use know. NFTs when you can just use, um, you know, crypto? Um, well, the thing is, the one of the ways that he described it, because of course, the thing is, when, when it comes to um, like technology, a lot of people you know it's the same sort of thing with bitcoin and people could have just always said oh what's the point of having bitcoin if you know in cryptocurrency if you can just pay someone cash or card you know and the thing is with cryptocurrency for instance the, the thing that made it big was of course the utility behind it so it's quite anonymous it's quite fast and of course it's you know it's kind of a sense quite cool because you're able to make transactions in a way that you know you wouldn't be able to in the you know the real world you know you don't need a card for it you can just do it on the internet and it's quite cool and you know and wait, wait technology. I have a question is bitcoin tasked? um that's a very good question i don't actually have any idea let me just do some quick research uh at I, the moment i know that but i in the uk i i think it's uh, tax in general because it's decentralized but uh, there is no taxes that apply specifically to cryptocurrency yeah, assets in the UK. so here's what i think dude uh yes. i want people in you know they're they're into the bitcoin craze because of the non-taxed part of it right that too yes what happens, <laughs> what happens when it suddenly does become taxed because i got i can guarantee you it will become taxed uh, yeah i mean it, it will, will happen its value will go down dude. that's what will happen same thing with nfts in fact they're, they're already uh taking plans on uh taxing uh, nfts believe it or not yeah so yeah they are actually they are need to, yeah, yeah you actually need to file a um tax form at the end of the year if you if you if you deal in nfts very soon so dude i mean that's like in my opinion that's the whole appeal of it right it's like yeah it's so easy to get into, tax, yeah. yeah it's so easy to get uh, it you really need to worry about the finances too much dude and bang dude you're, you're into it but soon that's not going to be the case anymore and i think that's going to deter a lot of people so it, that's why in my opinion it's not something you know good to get into young because i think it's, it's going to change a lot very soon right it will yeah i mean i've seen um so because i use uh i mean because I, I do nfts of course and one of the blockchains i use is polygon or matic which is basically like a child chain essentially to ethereum which ethereum is as pure people know is the one that's mainly used for nfts in order to trade nfts 
However, the difference between Polygon and Ethereum is the gas fee. So, of course, there is no gas fee with Polygon. And, you know, you don't have to pay like $80 or $160, I've seen sometimes, on gas fees to upload NFTs and do transactions, all that sort of stuff. But I've seen that recently um, there was a big, like, crash in cryptocurrency. Because I think from what I heard was, like, China banned cryptocurrency or something like that. No, that was, was not too recent. Yeah, that oh, was, like, I've heard about that. Yeah, that yeah. Kind of months ago, yeah. I've been not watching. China. It's not just China. I heard Japan is going to do the same now. Vietnam is following suit. Um, for, wow. uh, for some reason, in East Asian countries, they all collectively, the bureaucrats thought it's a threat to the, the banking system, basically. Mm. Well, it is a threat to the banking system. The, the, yeah. Trying to ban it. But ironically, what I heard is that. Um, the Israeli government, Israel, for some reason, intervened with Japan. I told the Japanese ministers they can't uh, yet. And from what I heard, Vietnam was also intervened. But um, China didn't because they have a puppet dictator. But ironically, I heard from, okay, okay, I'm just going to say this, but this a rumor being spread across Chinese social media is when NFTs was being and um, people were going on to social media talking about how they were putting on, they, they were leaking news. Like they leaked the president's private information. Apparently, the president of China's information all got hacked and it was leaked on the internet. There were scandals and senses. Uh, there were, was uh, uh, accusations by women about him being a, being a rapist and being a sex offender. Uh, also accusations that he wanted to be a dictator for life, etc. So in China at the moment, what I heard, it's very volatile situation politics-wise. I don't know who who hacked who, who, who does, but it became extremely tense at this moment. Well, I'm not, I mean, not to play devil's advocate, but like, dude, isn't China's um, president like always Xi Jinping, right? Isn't he always just yeah. like regardless of what he does? Hey, I'm, I'm not saying what he does is good or correct, but he's always dude, like, I, you, I, I'm not saying him, I'm not defending anyone here, but I think all politicians are scumbags in general. But at this, but at the moment, I think. The biggest scumbag of politicians are Chinese politicians. Maybe. On global scale. On global scale. Um, why I say this is because a lot of them own real estates in the USA. They hypocritically have real estates in the USA, yet they hypocritically still run China. It doesn't make any sense. Also, this also does not make any sense is when you put in context that a lot of Chinese politicians, so-called handlers, are not even Chinese themselves. Hmm. Really? Most Chinese politicians aren't Chinese themselves? Uh, no, I'm not talking about their ethnicity. I'm talking about the people who support them or like who give them uh, political or something uh -huh. affiliations, you know? Like, have you heard of a term where a politicians can be rented out to certain corporations or something? Sure. Right. This happens in this country. Like apparently David Cameron was so popular with BP oil industries that he was when you came to climate change, he was making the policies that favored BP and shale gas. Yeah. 
that yeah because and then they they put they, they invest money into this politician so that they to turn the po- policy it's lobbying basically lobbying so in china this assumption that china doesn't have lobbyists they do they do have lobbyists it's just it's it's been well i don't know it's not well known across the globe well, that's why every country has lobbyists but, country has lobbyists, oh, but yeah. it's, i think it's just china that is a it, it would be embarrassed to talk about lobbyism. Well, so? I think, well, I don't think every country has lobbyists, for sure. I mean, North Korea doesn't have lobbyists. I mean, well, I mean, it yeah, does have a, uh, I think they do have a, uh, they can interact so, to a certain extent. They kind of do have lobbyists. I mean, it's. I mean, you do get it. it. It's it's a democratic country. If you count, um, have you only have one party to vote for and one leader, right? <laughs> they, have, they, have, right, right. they have like a ballot box, right? But you can't really lobby unless um, I think lobbying is something that occurs within a sort of a democratic system or at least a parliamentary democracy slash representative democracy. Yeah, representative democracy. I want to tell you another factual thing that some people jokes that my social credit will go down so much and the government try to execute me. That, that's not the case. But on a, a factual note, people think that China is a dictatorship at the moment. Um, it's it's going to be. It's in a process of becoming a dictatorship. But the, the if the Chinese National Congress is abolished. The, the, it will be a full dictatorship. At this moment, the middle class and upper middle class have voting rights, ex- except the working class people. So the middle class can vote representatives for them on the Chinese National Congress. The Communist Party's National Congress is voted by... People assume that only Chinese Communist Party members can only be, be voted. No, the middle class can vote for Food representative. What what constitutes middle class in this case? Like what, what does the government categorize as middle class? Uh, middle class. Uh, people mostly in the cities and who have um, who who have re- some real estates, but um, not all of them have to be hundred percent loyal so to party, but they have to have some certain of affluence. Affluence, or they they consider it, it's a bit complicated. It's like it's just they have their own in China. They have their own way. They run sense and the network stuff, and it's difficult to translate. And I don't want to delve too deep into it. But yeah. um, if, if you I go on Quora, if you go on Quora or anything, or like they, they there is a so-called national Chinese Congress, and people are voting into positions on a regional level. But if I want to register, let's say I'm a Chinese citizen, right? And I want yeah. to register as, as a voter. Well, what criteria do I have to fulfill? Is there a list of criteria, checkboxes, which I have to fulfill in order to be eligible as part of the, the electorate? Yeah, man, have enough social credit points. <laughs> <laughs> have enough credit, karma. Compost in here, there's not enough credit, karma. Credit. So, um, her heart, um, it's, it's, I think it's, it's basically based, um, um, how much, how, how much 
you contributed as especially maybe tax or something and i think this different criteria for that so the eligibility for votes it's not um i i can't say for everyone but i know that um in in certain provinces especially in my original birthplace area that in order to vote you have to be either in currently be a working person and have to uh, have your wage has to be at a certain level to be acceptable to vote basically that's how you split working class people are way below that wage so they can't vote so it's income based okay. yeah income based voting yeah okay. Mm, okay. it kind of sounds similar to the system that was that was prevalent in the early united states <laughs> like states, oh wow! <laughs> I mean, you had to have a certain in- be above a certain income threshold. It was voting was confined to wealthy landowning white males in the early United States. So, yeah, I think I, it's yeah, it's fairly like an I old. Think, I see that. I see. I heard also in China that if you did a very good deed or something, it depends, and you have voting rights. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Regardless of your income, you have voting rights if you do a good deed. Yeah. So I think in China, a good deed is like what boosts your social credit points, right? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think the National People's Congress, the Central Committee is a bit separate from the National People's Congress. National People's Congress, the rules uh uh they 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 do things they don't they're not 100 subjected to what the central party members say and can do so um there are certain type of certain types of autonomy available for 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 people that yeah so it's quite complicated system because it varies from region to region i see i see yeah yeah, so it's difficult for me to generalize that plus China is very big. And there's a saying from even old Chinese politicians saying they don't have the manpower to govern, to like dictate every region. Oh, I want to say something, right? So like this po- podcast, I have a sort of question for Henry is, is this podcast more or less just sort of free flow topic yeah. to topic, right? There isn't a stated kind of topic so i assume you are you going to break it down afterwards like um in terms of timestamps and stuff like that yeah yeah okay. okay like you just end up talking about my little pony by the end of it you guys remember that Joe rogan's podcast they will always go off astray like when they were not supposed to talk about conspiracy theories or anti-vaccination <laughs> Joe oh Rogan talking about yeah. anti and then talking about his meat diet carnivore diet DMT <laughs> you know like <laughs> you can't oh that DMT in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean Joe Rogan, has, drunk. Joe Rogan has a meat diet really <laughs> yeah. meat diet if only... he tried out the carnivore diet he went through like a phase yeah, well, you just eat meat. Yeah, yeah, it's like a sort of an anti-vegan kind of diet. Yeah, you fucking die. <laughs> well, it's all about dying. It's like, dude, I think um, what's it called? 
uh, Jordan Peterson also has a carnivore diet, right? Yeah, and apparently, true. yeah, what's happened to him is, uh, well, obviously he's constipated every day, but apart from that, <laughs> yeah, he's gonna shit bricks. Yeah, yeah literally. It's <laughs> fucking meat. Um, he can't eat anything else. Like, literally, one day he ordered uh, a steak from a restaurant, right? And uh, they added some pepper on it. So oh he's like, God. okay, so it's both him and his daughter, right? Uh, <laughs> are on this meat diet and they've been on it for a very long time. They ordered pepper and when they ate it, they like started like, okay, how should I put this? They they felt really anxious, right? For like a week. They had anxiety attacks. I don't know, depression. In his own words, he said he felt like there was a sense of impending doom, right? And that's like, yeah, that's what happens apparently if you put yourself on a strict meat diet. So uh, I think... <laughs> yeah anxiety like has there been any research into Uh, yeah there is um it's uh, because it uh, destroys the gut bacteria uh, uh, in your stomach right so that they can't uh, digest anything else essentially (laughs) yeah your body becomes unable to digest anything apart from apart from meat it's just okay Oh, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna use that excuse now every single time my mom puts like salad on the side. It's like I feel impending doom. I can't eat this shit. Saving excuses. Yeah. Uh, apparently, it uh, fixed like what well, it treated their arthritis that they had and like some other illnesses. It's, uh, still sh- diet. it's not worth it. Your shit breaks. Yeah, so, he said. Nah. He said it's not worth it. He said <laughs> it's not worth. It. Yeah. At the end of the day, he was like, uh, he just he actually hated it because. Um, I mean. He, he used to go to like fine dining restaurants and you know he used to enjoy the the wonderful tastes uh, uh life offers you now he can't do that anymore he just yeah, it's, it's kind of meat. I, mean, I mean there are like i think there are certain countries where like uh they eat very 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 high amounts of meat and like most of their cuisine like most of the cuisines of those countries are primarily meat based so it'd be interesting like to see like if there's any studies into like those countries do they have like a higher propensity for certain mental health disorders i, I don't know uh, <laughs> if that, if I, what you're saying is. I think i can give you an example um what's it called the the guys who are eskimos right eskimos yes. yeah uh i think they're forced into a primarily meat diet the ice boys yeah oh, oh. Well, yeah well, remember fish isn't meat you know fish are just swimming vegetables you know right <laughs> dude they're forced into that and i believe uh, to survive they, they had to eat everything right Literally all the organs, the eyes, the the brain. Oh, you know, fuck. They had to eat everything to get all the nutrients. Um, so, yeah, and after that, I think, yeah, they're, they're totally fine. Um, the, no big side effects that I know of anyways. So, yeah, because I think, like, um, traditionally, right, people kind of, there's this sort of connotation, there's this association between meat and aggression. I don't know whether that's necessarily empirically true. Uh, well that's demonstrable right but it's some people think that meat causes more aggression it's just kind of an old kind of well it depends what you mean by aggression like mm-hmm. if you can't shit you're sure make you angry <laughs> it's like i mean if you see me all the time you know because i mean i think it's also i mean it's, i think it's generally about diet like if you if you're gonna fucking eat me all the time your mood is gonna be crap because you're not getting exactly the other nutrients that you need and vitamins and well, unless you eat the organs, but yeah. Good, I'll pass. Like, That's on the eye. Disgusting. I can't, I can't do that. I don't know if people do that stuff, like eating brain and you know, all this yeah. stuff. Well, have you ever tried the... Oh, I'm guessing you have. Uh, uh, liver? Uh, I think I have, yes, once. Okay, it's so, so weird. 
Yeah, uh, brain is like a mind. I mean, it's, dude, like it's not. There's like a background noise I'm hearing right now, like. Yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's it. Sorry, sorry about that. My, my phone. Okay, continue, guys. Oh, I broke the floor. Yeah. You broke the floor. I broke the flow of the conversation. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, I mean, so I guess just when it comes to like aggression, like I, I guess what what are the general metrics we use for aggression, like well, I mean, just I mean, physical, emotional aggression. Like, I just, mean, if you guys, yeah. well, my definition of aggression is more like outgoingness. Well, no, not exactly aggression. aggression not, anger. Not yes. Hostility. Yeah. Yeah. Hostility. You mean yeah. hostility? Well, well, I mean, aggression is kind of a certain hostility to. Well, dude, I'm a bit like. I think your upbringing is more important in a, when yeah. it comes to hostility than yeah. than your diet. Yeah. Yes. Maybe the, maybe it plays a small. I would role, agree. But I think for the most part, like your life experience, how you've been treating others, how others have been treating you, that's more more likely to affect hostility. Um, I suppose. Yeah. As for aggression, though, like you know. Um, like let's say uh, the risk-taking propensity of men, or you know, let's say like the outgoingness, or yeah, in general, right? Obviously, they're outliers. Uh, this, uh, dude, I think meat does kind of help it, because if you think about it, right? Yeah. Uh, I've not really seen, except for a couple exceptions, a, a vegetarian or a vegan that. Uh, that has as much muscle mass as a meat eater or just like a, a person who eats meat j- just a bit right or in general like uh, dude most bo- uh, vegan bodybuilders that i know of uh there's they take supplements right they yeah take- of course yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. So, yeah i mean but um i mean a lot of that comes down to as well like i think it's um one of the prominent supplements is b12 supplements and there's the fact that like um those um in, in agriculture, right, um, because of, like, the, the fertilizers they use, right, you can't naturally get, normally you would be able to naturally get B12 supplements, right, from plants, from a plant-based diet, uh, but because of the fertilizers that, that yeah, they right. use in agriculture, you can't get those B12 supplements. Um, so what they do is, is that instead, those B12 supplements are fed to the animals then we eat those animals and then so we get those b12 supplements but if vegans aren't eating those animals then they have to directly eat those b12 supplements but i mean there's a whole there's a whole host of other sort of vitamins and stuff so it, it, that's only one aspect of it yeah why don't we just eat b12 i'm so confused why would you like so you, sh- you shove b12 into an animal's mouth then eat the animal but then you have Big brain vegans that just eat the B12. I'm just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> no, well, well, essentially, like, the, the B12, vitamin B12 is found in certain plants, right? Yeah. Naturally, but yeah. Because, of, of, because of the fertilizers, uh, that get that gets rid of it, right? So thing is, is that obviously, I mean, they're feeding these B12 supplements to these animals. Just They're not feeding them to the animals for us. It, it's just, they're just feeding the animals, right? <laughs> but, oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, but then we eat those animals and as a byproduct, we're also getting that B12 through the animals, but but the animals are getting it. it it's it's all artificial, right? It's just mm. that the, because the vegans aren't eating meat, then they have to 
get that from um, somewhere yeah. supplements, right? Thing is, vegetarians don't have to deal with this though because they drink milk, right? And milk contains a lot of the, it, it's an animal product, so it contains those. It contain, I think it contains that supplement anyway. So yeah. Uh, Oh, this is going really far. We went from NFTs to like China <laughs> to like stuffing animals with B12 supplements. And like, but then my brain just like literally went through like time travel, which is crazy. <laughs> to be fair, the... sorry to interrupt you guys, David. How about you make a B12 NFT? That's a great idea, yes. I'm gonna sell B12 supplements. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What gonna, does that gonna... even mean? I have no idea. Like, I know that when I do, I'll just go in the shower and cry. Because, like, why would I do that? For sure, okay. Beautiful. I mean, like, I'll, I'll be straight up with this. Like, I'm not that sort of... I don't have an in-depth knowledge when it comes to NFTs, right? I'm vague. I have an awareness of them because, obviously, the industry that I work in, right? So I, I'm, I'm aware of them. I don't actually know how NFTs work, right? Um, so like, I, I don't know, like what, what falls under the domain of which of, sort of structure of what, what can be made into an F NFT, right? Uh, not games essentially, but like the item It's just the, the, the way items to... and the assets in the games. I mean, sorry, not the whole game. Yeah. Itself. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. kind of like, I mean, so in the sense, I mean, I'm an NFT creator, essentially. it's the third time I do it, but like, Okay, so in OpenSea, which is the marketplace, you also have like Rarible and a bunch of other marketplaces, which is the same stuff, just different names. Um, essentially, you cannot make these NFTs, which are just assets. So like, it could be anything that can be exchangeable that's unique. So you can literally music, you can upload like audio, videos, yes. GIFs, yeah. images, uh, and it can just be a, you know an NFT that can be sold. Um, the thing with NFTs that a lot of people have this misconception. The thing is. There's many, there's like three kind of ways to make money with NFTs. So for instance, one of them is like the common one, which is like just flipping these NFTs. Um, basically what the flippers do is, I mean, there's like a whole video of it. And I mean, it's kind of long, it's kind of difficult, but it's essentially they, they look at the floor price, which is the kind of the pride, the average price of the whole collection. Cause you know, of course you have like a collection for these NFTs, you know, for instance, okay. I have a pixel art madness collection, which is just pixel art, which I post every once in a while when I have nothing else to do with my life. And um, it basically just kind of racks up and the floor price is just the kind of the average price of each item. And essentially every time like an NFT drops from my collection, you know, people that can flip these items, for instance, will just buy the low price ones and then just wait for it to go high in value because, you know, of course people um, yeah, and then make profit of it. That's like the common way, but it's very like minor profit sort of thing. It's very like if you're doing that sort of stuff, you have to go to like verify the collections that make tons of money and just wait the right moment, and just buy the right moment, and hope that of course it goes up in price. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, um, I know that in other sectors, right? They have mm -hmm. made there are programs like not not yeah. NFTs, but there are programs which uh, there's an algorithm, right, which will find the right sites right okay and then it all like i know that it happens with like trainers and there's like a specific service with trainers right yeah um, i've forgotten what it's called right but it's it's like sneaker something but it's basically just finds the it buys you cheap sneakers then you just sell it right and it's just it's an it's an algorithm so it's sort of kind of doing it for you yeah like, like AI still, generators, but yeah. yeah um but I, I don't know if i think we will 
if we if it hasn't been done with nfts as yet right i think we will get to it we i think we will get to a stage where that is done right just purely because of efficiency yeah i mean people are kind of lazy i mean right now the the thing that is ai generated the moment with collections is they create algorithms or like coding or how we call it basically what they do they create different layers i mean you've seen it so i don't know if you're aware of the CryptoPunk uh, collection, the one that's like really popular, or the yeah, yeah, or, Bored Ape Club. So those are all generated through AI. Essentially, what they create, they create like a very basic design. They then create different like items that can be put. They then put all that stuff into coding. I mean, I'm very unknowledgeable of this crap, so I don't have. Yeah. <laughs> and essentially, they put this sort of thing where it just generates like multiple, like a thousand possibilities of how these items could be used. And they just upload it essentially. So, you know, time is not necessarily about the art with the NFTs, but at times it can be about like the small profit that flippers can make. Or in my case, because I'm kind of working on, which is a bit, a bit kind of immoral, but I mean, I'll get into it probably later <laughs> in the podcast. Is um not safe for work. I mean, it's not really not safe for work. It's rather just the fact that like people are questioning whether it's a scam or not, and like it's difficult to say it's not a scam when it's related to people that do scam. This is very complicated. It's like I'll get into it after. Um, but essentially, uh, utility is a big thing with NFTs as well. So some of these NFTs you buy, you can like get tickets to like parties and like you know um whatever it can be like you buy this nft and you get free shoes or something i don't know whatever it can be the utility you know these are done by like big companies as well like someone like me that's like a small artist the minimum the maximum i can do is like give you free art that you then trade and sell it off to someone you know sell it to my fan base um but you know it just depends on or you get like giveaways and stuff um yeah it's, it just depends on how you want to do with it like if you're gonna be someone that just ai generates stuff and makes that I'm someone that just kind of creates a more unique artwork that kind of people request. And I just go, hey, I made your artwork. You want to buy it? And then you just sell it to someone else that probably will also like it. And it's just selling art, really, for me. Um, you mentioned do you think NFT, dude. Holy moly. Dude, huh? Word Ape Club, dude, NFTs. Oh, no, bro. No, like, oh, no, no, no. That's... <laughs> that's dude these these nfts are so damn ugly it's it's a wonder how people get to pay for them it's crazy man i mean some of them yeah are fairly i wouldn't say like art some of them are just simply like for instance the board ape club so that one you buy the nfts and you get basically like invited to parties it sounds like a scam but it isn't because the actual thing has been proven to do that and it like it's probably organized by like organizations I, I have no idea how this like it came out and it just started working. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay, uh, David. To yeah. I want to play the devil's advocate, but you make a great point about how you're not sure about the great apes and everything is decentralized. There's no one system that fits all. But yeah. I want to uh, point of view to the direction. Yes. Uh, people who uh, notable people, Jim mm-hmm. Morrison. I think it was Jim Morrison. Um, and Patrick Morrison, they both said that NFTs are like, um, are like coins that you buy digital real, real estates. Yeah, like kind of. You're completely Kind of. I mean, real estate with NFTs is also a thing. So that's, oh my God, this is going to get really deep right now. Caffeine in a second. But like, it's... <laughs> 
It's basically with the real estate aspect is when how also metaverses come in. And I don't know if you guys know anything about that. It's kind of like a a big fucking TED talk. But essentially like um, with real estate and NFTs. So as I said, NFTs, of course, are just assets, like items that you essentially can trade. And then people, what they did is essentially created, you know, they there's a thing, metaverse or like real estate. We can buy like virtual, like it's literally the world, but like in a virtual sense and you can buy these properties and resell them it's like weird as fuck i don't understand any of it but it's it's a thing and people make money off it so that works i suppose um and also there's also the metaverses so one of the big metaverses that i've also recently visited the sandbox which is a thing even though it's ridiculous but yeah people make money on that as well and it's basically like a virtual world where you walk around with a character. There's a bunch of NFTs that you can look at and a bunch of things that you can like. You to, in order to really get into the sandbox, you also have to spend money, which is also how they make money, of course. And you can literally buy, like, you can you go and open sea chunks of land for the sandbox to then build your worlds. So, like, I want to set up, like, a fucking, I don't know, uh, club or something where people dance and you know trade and if they talk like you know I want to set up a bar in the sandbox you know where people go and socialize and I make money from the entrances okay cool I go on OpenSea go buy a piece of land I then build it you know using the, the, the my magic powers and I then basically make money off it it sounds really weird I mean to be honest I'm not really much into the metaverses yet because it's a very new thing but essentially with NFTs and cryptocurrency what I've noticed is if you're broke, just give it some time for it. If you're rich, great, have shoot your money everywhere and you'll probably make money because right now it's making money. That's all I can say. <laughs> well, I it's mean, a... are we not going to tackle the elephant in the room, dude? That NFT, dude, you can just save as, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we're not going to talk about that. Dude, the reality is, dude, I, I do get it. It's like a token where you cannot, like, uh, change it yeah original but at the end of the day dude it's like dude you can't just save a copy of the mona lisa right yeah make it look exactly like the mona lisa that's just not a thing dude yeah true but for (laughs) nfts you can get the exact same thing dude so it's like uh in my opinion that kind of like devalues them yeah to a certain extent i mean i've had instances literally on twitter like literally like today or yesterday like i was i posted i made an nft of pewdiepie which is not many around going around like i made a pixel of like pewdiepie smiling and i was like hey guys if there's literally one copy of this you just want to buy it whatever or send it to pewdiepie or whatever the fuck i'll do with it to be honest and some dude literally replied going Hey, do you want to see my like, nice NFT? I downloaded it. And I just see, like, he literally made an account with zero followers and zero following just to download the NFT and put it as a real picture. I wasn't even offended, to be honest. Like, I'm not, like, there are NFT creators we get, which get re triggered by it. The to be honest, pardon? The ape ones, especially the ape Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that was a big thing on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, at the end of the day, like, I mean, I told the guys, like, dead ass, if you like it. Go tell your mom about it. Maybe she'll buy it or something. It's free advertising for me because at the end of the day, like, it devalues it. But at the end of the day, the utility behind my NFT is still there. So, like, if you sell it, like, you're going to get free custom art. You can then either keep or just, like, sell off. It's literally up to you. It's just trading, essentially. It's, For instance, my utility with my NFTs are fairly, like, eh, it's not that powerful. So, you know, there's not much attention to it. That's why I released my project, which is you know, like more about utility, I essentially created um, 
the crypto raffle which is the name of you know my kind of project i mean i'm going to change it because it's kind of cringy but essentially what you do there are there is about i make tickets nft so there's about 50 copies which means 50 entries and people each nft is about two dollars and people can they can do it's kind of gambling i, mean, I suppose it's basically gambling they buy this two dollar nft they then keep the two dollar nft they can even sell it if they want to later on and they then get put into basically a wheel we spin the wheel i take one dollar and put it into a prize pool and winner gets all basically <laughs> and that's the way i use nfts to then i suppose make money and also give the chance to you know give money to others because of course i mean like it's i suppose gambling but for people that don't understand cryptocurrency so much and understand nfts is like oh i don't know how to make money off this i'm like great nice um here's a project i created where you put two two dollars in and you have like one in 50 chance to make 50 dollars in the week because it is true that crypto is all about chance and if you're not ready to take you know you know grab the steering wheel and actually direct the chance to the right place i suppose you know that's my project <laughs> um and i mean it's very moral some people have said to me oh it's gambling and i would never do that you can just get a job and i'm like great okay this is when cryptocurrency comes in becomes interesting because of course you know cryptocurrency goes up and down so you make 50 dollars in lottery it stays at 50 dollars forever you make 50 dollars in cryptocurrency aka like um polygon matic which is going up and down at the moment and you know you make 50 dollars today tomorrow morning you wake up and it's like 60 dollars something i don't know and you make extra money and then wow now you can go buy yourself i don't know shoes or something i don't know whatever you want to do with well, it and that's not necessarily true if you get 50 dollars from the lottery the the economy is what states the value of that 50 dollars so if the economy in, in a certain country goes up or down so the mm -hmm. value of that uh 50 bucks so i, I mean to a certain extent I, I you know it's it's all the same dude it's all volatile yeah it's all volatile at the end of the day it is and to be honest the whole nft project that i made was initially to like oh Okay, well, I mean, I'll make cheap NFTs that, you know, literally students can buy. And then, you know, through utility, I'm telling them, okay, you're not just buying a $2 NFT for no fucking reason. Because otherwise, you know, who the hell is going to buy that? You know, I then take that $2. Sure, I keep $1 to then you know, go buy myself a meal deal and cry. And then you, I put $1 into the whole price pool. And then one of the people, 50 people can potentially get, you know, win everything. And then, you, you know, you can you can you know, either invest more for the next week and you know it's all a system that me it's it's a bit of a project with me my friend and a guy from literally italy that i've known for a few years that's investing in it so it's kind of it's it's a big project at the moment and we're just trying to you know spread it it's fairly i would say the thing is as well the main thing that people are worried about at the moment with it is like oh you know what if you scam us and i'm like well, if you know me personally and I scam you, you can beat the shit out of me and I'm not going to redo really anything about it because it's, you know, I'm scamming you. Like, I'm just, I mean, right. I just took your money. You have all the rights to beat the shit out of me. That's why, like, I do tell people, you know, it's, it's just a project to make some money. You know, it's fun and games, I suppose. Situable gambling is, you know, until you lose all of it, but that's not fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, but, but buying shares is gambling as well, technically. I mean, so. it is. But the whole of the economy is kind of run on gambling in a, in a sense, right? But it's it it's is smart it's, gambling, it's it's smart gambling, right? Yeah. <laughs>
It's all about yeah, risk, well, to be honest. Well, yeah. Well, a lot of sense had become gambling. Even have you guys? Uh, I think maybe Ashma heard. Have you heard of Jesse Schneel? He talks about gamification and how he related gamification with gambling and stuff, and how even the economy or work can be ga- gamified. Basically, to me, what you're saying, David, is like what you're talking about. You would. Not exactly the same, but in similar tones to J.C. Schneel, who talked about gamification and um, the, the making so-called work fun or investment fun and cryptocurrencies, etc. Yeah, in a sense, yeah. Perhaps. I mean, I need to, I, to be honest, like, like I've been doing NFTs and stuff since October, and like I would never tell anyone. Like the thing is, a lot of people that have come to me and criticized me, as you probably guys have seen in the chats, but you know, everyone's got the right to their own opinion. I'm not gonna be sat here and tell you, yeah, NFTs are great, because they really aren't. You know, if you haven't got the patience to sit down and stare at charts and stare at like Gary V for the fifty billionth time, telling you what to invest in. Then, I mean, yeah, sure. That's the reason why, like, I mean, at the end of the day, if you're someone that doesn't want to risk so much, just go, great, go get a job. No one's going to tell you anything about it. Um, what I'm doing, of course, is risky. And, of course, I mean, the money, the way I'm doing it is, of course, since I'm a creator, I don't actually spend money. So, so far, for instance, like, I haven't made millions from it, but neither have I lost any money. I mean, of course, I spend money on my website, which is, like, $26 a year. But like I can make the money by working and all the money that I've made is just, you know, come from people that like my art and they want to sell it off later on or just they want to invest in crypto. Um, and it's literally, I mean, it's, it's all about kind of there is risk to it. But at the end of the day, you got to consider that like people that also own businesses risk a lot. And like you, you can't, you know, people, you know, it's everything is risky if you want to make a ton of money out of it, you know, because, you know, there's no easy way of just getting tons of money. I mean, let's. You know, even drug dealers, it's a risky job. <laughs> you make tons of money out of it. Like, it's literally anything that gives you a ton of money. Hold on, hold on, <laughs> it's true. I mean, I'm not saying facts, right? I mean, it's not a job, but like, if it's true, it's risky. It's literally like a business. Well, it's not exactly like a business, but like, in a sense, like, I mean, a drug dealer risks a lot to make money. He risks his freedom to go to prison. You know, a businessman. Like, particularly the style of a business, you know, risks, you know, messing up and losing his money. Essentially, from what I get to you, you're, you can't say it's wrong, but you're essentially you're trying to say regarding, like, business. Well, well, we can't equate drug dealing with, of course, creating art, digital artwork, <laughs> or words, or, or businessman, or the bankster at Wall Street who's scamming. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, you're, not, you're not the Pav- Pablo Escobar of art, mate. Yeah. yeah, you're not Pablo Escobar, that's what I was to say. You're not Snoop Dogg, at Snoop Dogg. So, like what, what, what happened to Snoop Lion? You know, he had this phase. He changed his name to Snoop Lion, and everyone just just forgot about it. You know, like <laughs> Snoop Dogg bought NFTs. Literally, Snoop Dogg is in the, yes. is in the metaverse. Yeah, like, he had the digital Wonderland in the fucking. Yes. Oh my god! Like sometimes, like I wake up and I think I'm in a simulation. Like some of the shit I see on the internet makes me question my reality. Like I just, I just go on the internet and sometimes, like either I see weird memes or I see weird stuff or like some dude asking me weird things. It's just like it's 
This one is baffles me. I go in the end and I just see Snoop Dogg is on the metaverse. Elon Musk <laughs> names his child after a password and like, you know, it's like, <laughs> like it's just like like in the Five Nights at Freddy's communities on TikTok. Like no, my no, girlfriend no. shows, my girlfriend plays Five Nights at Freddy's. It's a good game, but sometimes on TikTok, like it's sometimes I want to go to the oh, kitchen and oh, just rinse my eyes. Oh, <laughs> yes, you know exactly oh. what I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> Uh, about TikTok, that's even more comparison. Apparently, yeah. apparently, uh, NFT. Okay, okay, this this is strange. You know, NFT. Uh, you know, TikTok is own. Uh, yes, a Chinese based company, right? Right. Yes. One of the catches, um, big, big successful Chinese companies have to have a Chinese Communist Party member in it, or representative for it. For the business side, law-wise, right? But for some odd reason, TikTok is exempt. Like, TikTok has been exposed to be using the algorithm to mine cryptocurrencies. Really? Cryptocurrencies have been mined. So people who are watching um, uh, watching TikTok videos freely, they, they mine people's viewerships. It's crypto. a Bitcoin miner. <laughs> Uh, not Bitcoin manner. Bitcoin is actually not allowed anymore in China, but but other form of cryptos are allowed at the moment because they're not regulated. They're gray area at the moment. So TikTok, basically, the opportunists, TikTok opportunists took advantage of the situation, and like for example, have you heard of the term? No business was created without um, either. No, no, no business is free from from um, sins or guilt. Oh, oh, like the the hands are full of blood. Yeah, I mean that's that's true. I mean, it's, the thing is, like, I don't, I don't think okay. If it's a charity, I understand. You made the charity to help people. Like, I don't yeah. think I woke up one day and like hmm, I'm gonna make a business and like give all my money away to people because I care about the the world. No, like you make a business usually to make money. It's like. It's like it's the same like one of the funniest thing probably my friend says. So he he he's doing dentistry at the moment. He said that he went to do dentistry like, I mean this kind of seems like a weird tangent, but it will relate. Don't worry, trust me. And basically he went to it sounds like really off the scale, but it will get there eventually. But basically he told me that like he went to do this you know dentist kind of um, not apprenticeship but like you know experience with this you know this guy was this other dentist was earning like two hundred k a year and like. And you know when he when he told him, it's like I mean yeah sure I'm a dentist. In the day like I I you know I take care of very rich people. I don't really care about these people. Like I'm making thousands every single day, and that's the reality. Is like the thing is at the end of the day, I mean this was like a private dentist, not not NHS one as well. Um, but I think it's true. Like I mean at the end of the day, you just take your trade and you just monetize it. I mean at the end of the day, sure you enjoy it, but I mean the people great you meet people, but it, you know at the end of the day it's a customer. That's why. I think it's also important to differentiate between a friend and a customer and a business partner because you know it's it's what it is. But it's yeah. true. Though. I mean, like businesses are very opportunist. Opportunist. It's exactly like if you see the crypto world, it exactly shows you how businesses work. You know, businesses take advantage of the crypto world. You know, Adidas goes in the crypto world. Snoop Dogg smokes weed in the metaverse. You know, it's like Justin Bieber does a concert in the metaverse as well. Like it's, you know, so it's all opportunist. You know, stuff. Well, I mean, I could understand them being opportunists, but them having blood on their hands, that's like, that's a big jump, dude. Like, 
Yeah. Like, how, how does Pablo Escobar? Okay, apart, <laughs> apart from Pablo Escobar, did like think about it this way? He's, great, he's a great entrepreneur. I mean, I, 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 let, let, let's go for it. Like, just think of some businessman and then you okay. can just see how he has blood on his hands. I'll give you a business. Um, let's say a kid opening up a, a lemonade stand. Do you guys consider that a business? That's, I, I um, suppose, yeah. It, yeah, it, it is. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's yeah, I, I consider. Yeah, yeah. Does Does he have employees? Is it just him? Well, it's it just, it's just, let's just say it's him, right? <laughs> so the goals of a business is to make money, and what is yes. he doing? He's he's trying to make money. So right. what he does is he squeezes lemons and makes lemonade, dude. So how does he get blood on his hands? Like, th- see, that's that's the issue I have with this. Um, because one day, a man called Michael. Sorry, if any Michaels. I'm just using a random <laughs> Michael. I'm just using Michael. I mean, a, a man. I gotta say, a well, man. A man comes uh, up to him, <laughs> tries to steal his lemons, and he just beats the chef. Protect his business. Yes. No, no, no. Uh, I'll give you a good example. I give you a good, good example. The lemonade boy is handcuffed. He has like a secret pistol in his side, and when someone tries to not pay him the right amount, he takes out a pistol and shoots the person. <laughs> okay, no, no, I have a better example. Okay, how about no. the lemons that he, uh, that he buys? The lemons yes. that he buys are from yes. like I don't know. So some in, in some impoverished country, you have oh, like God damn it, here we go um, again. <laughs> you, have, <laughs> yeah, yes. you have like. Child oh workers God. were like they're, oh they're working God. on it. They're, they're growing those lemons, right? And the the workers are underpaid. <laughs> they're being abused, right? Okay. Um, and those lemons they're coming into his hand, and now it's now the blood is on his hands. You know, it's just it's, well, you see, it's, it's just all the kids' fault. You know. It's more of a story, guys. <laughs> just just grow your lemons in your garden. Growing the fucking lemons and It could just be like. An individual was not a business, though. He has to have, like, a, a group of people, right? Not, yeah. not, I mean, that's... Uh... It, it, it depends business, what right? you define as a business, right? So I, I define a business as a system or a process of, uh, uh, or you know, like that, something to generate money, right? Essentially. Um, um, that's the activity of, we have to distinguish. <laughs> we have to distinguish between the activity of business, right? And a business. A business is an, an organization, right? Which is engaged in enterprise right sure. so it, it's an organization you have to have more than one individual right okay. in, in order for it to be a business right um so where's and the you line? Have to, i mean if you have i mean if you have two people right okay yeah like i, I i'd say really well two people are okay people right um let's say one of them let's say you have one guy he employs two other guys that's a business hmm well, what about the guys who travel the oceans uh, solo uh, just to commence trade between nations? What about those guys? Are they not Minecraft considered Steve. business? What do you mean? Um, you know, back, like, uh, I think there's a uh, spice trade, right? Uh, yeah. Long ago. So I, I believe during that trade. Which spice? 
just spices in general, saffron. Oh, okay, that was a minute. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. When, when you say when you say spice trade, you you mean pirates, <laughs> you know? Yes, but no. Yes, but no. Like soul traders who just go around trading essentially uh, by themselves. Well, would you consider them as as having a business? Uh, a tri- Well, they are engaged in the activity of business, right? right. Okay, um, but they don't they don't own a business. They don't own a business, but they are engaged in business. You don't think they own a business if they have a, a boatload of uh, spices and everything like worth, you know, uh, a lot of think- times. I think you have to have, they have to have employees. They have to have an organization for them. For, Call it otherwise, a they're just, yeah, otherwise, they're just uh, kind of like, they're, they're, there's another, they're, they're traders, right? I mean, there's another kind of, that's a separate, that's a separate kind of category for that, right? You know, like. More of a merchant. And the thing is, yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, the so, thing is, those kinds of people are dependent on actual businesses as well, right? So. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, l- let's think about it this way, right? So let's let's go yeah. back to the lemon uh, example. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> you, already, you already already made it any worse. Well, how bad can it get? Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's I'm going to edit this. <laughs> the moral story, guys. Drink apple juice. You you got you got to have a timestamp just dedicated to lemons. You know, oh, like <laughs> just lemons. It goes oh, like, it's, like, it's like a two-hour stamp of just like or talking about lemons and how like. You know, businesses torture people, and how we should grow like our lemons in a fucking underground bunker. <laughs> there's no sunlight there. There's no sunlight there. Like, you can't... <laughs> we have to generate. We have to generate the sunlight like through like a bike attached to like a fucking desk lamp. You Sorry. still can't gen. That's just you still can't generate sunlight. Like... That's a good point, actually. <laughs> Flash before another lemon tree. The point I'm trying to you get. Can't actually... put a plant in front of a light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> This is so stupid. I'm actually like, I'm gonna, gonna go as a shower and just think about life now. Let him get back to the, the point, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. lemons. Yeah. Well, well, no, it's not exactly lemons. Like, the point I'm trying to get at is like, um, you see a lot of these like ancient quotes, dude. Uh, Businesses cannot run without like you know blood on your hands or whatever, dude. It's just I know I know it sounds okay. It is naive to not think that a lot of businesses do actually fo- uh, follow that rule, but dude, the, these like um, quotes are just so outdated, dude. Like you can mm. run a, you can run a good business oh. today. Without you know delving into that into that side well, of well, actually, actually, I, I disagree, but but not in the way you think I'm going to disagree, right? Okay. Um, first of all, I'm not quite sure if that quote is ancient, right? Um, I think it's one of those quotes, right, which people feel just really old, right? But are actually quite contemporary, right? Um, because the way that businesses worked in pre-capitalist societies is completely different. Right, and I think when when we talk about a business having blood, on, I think we are actually talking about uh, a modern. Like we are talking about the modern world, right? And we are talking about uh, these bloodthirsty corporations, right? These mega, like, and, and they're, they're involved in these horrific atrocities, right? I, I think we are talking about essentially a a post a sort of industrial slash post industrial world, right? Um, so I mean, I, I think really, I mean. 
if we look at pre-industrial societies and like i don't think that there's anything sure i mean were businesses involved i mean i mean businesses were as i said businesses worked different back then they weren't well uh early uh but um like I, I would say um what was there anything particular businesses really? back then yeah would yeah. work on barter trades right yeah. where they would trade uh, goods for goods they wouldn't trade goods for money actually there <laughs> were, there were <laughs> and i could yeah i could understand this quote coming from actually very very uh pre-industrial times because yeah dude there were businesses like uh, i've already mentioned them so wh why wouldn't it come from that well it actually all depends on what Henry thinks, because he's the one who brought up the quote. Like, uh, do you think it's a, an ancient quote, or do you think it's uh, quite new, Henry? Me? Yeah. Um, actually, I never thought about um, timestamps exactly. I, 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 I thought he was a bit of a small obscure quote, but it's quite related to what's happening now a bit. But I wouldn't say it's very, very old. I would say it may be... Um, I th I do believe that it's not from the 17th century. It's post 17th, I would consider, because um, I did history, and why I'm saying this is because um, I read about the East India Company and so so called some of the goods they want to do so with the trade aren't so good uh, actually they have lots of blood on their hands as we, we speak even now um is they used to you know do drugs literally legally like opium and they sold that opium so-called opium as a uh, herbal medicine right Herb. to the whole people and who is the so-called um audience for this business big is in the uh, company business uh, it was the okay. Chinese, it was the Vietnamese, and to a degree, the Japanese as well. They, the, some of the Japanese warlords loved opium. Mostly it was targeted towards China uh, back then. So that was in the 19th century. I see. So, so why I'm using this quote is because some of, like, why I'm saying this contemporarily is I'm talking in a... Not metaphysical sense, but in a literal term, that a lot of businesses that start off or brand off as good intentions, doing good intentions, later on spiral into this very grotesque, um, um, it's not just scam, scammy, scummy, and um, they, they have hidden agendas basically. They're right. doing the business because not for the, not for the reasons they assume they want. When they get a lot of businesses, basically, in my experience, when they get so much power, they abuse that power, and it ends up that someone gets hurt real, really badly because of that. That's kind of like YouTube, actually. Yeah, YouTube, exactly. Mm -hmm. YouTube. Sudan Wojcicki had the great idea of having YouTube, but then well, what did she do? She had so much power when she became the CEO of YouTube. She decided to put in legislature or policies or enact legislation. With, like people assume that the state and businesses are separate. Uh, it's not actually not the case. Actually, if you listen to whatever Edward Snowden or other whistleblowers say about businesses nowadays, 
actually a lot of big companies work in hand in hand with with state legislatures in order to pass bills that protect their monopolies or protect their so-called intellectual property of our house and they can enact force and try to push other smaller businesses out of the trade yeah i actually wanted to make one point okay i'll springboard off henry's as a second point to make but um uh just for reference the barter economy uh never actually existed right um this was something that was proposed by adam smith but there's no actual historical evidence for uh, a, a barter economy barter did exist barter trade was a thing but an economy or a, there was, there's no society right which used it as its primary sort of economic mode it's something that's been theorized right people people used to theorize that before 6000 bc or bce depending on your nomenclature like people used to theorize that there was a barter economy right but it's it's something that doesn't it, it doesn't it, there's no actual evidence for well it. I'm, I'm not referencing something that ancient i mean <laughs> i mean yeah. somewhat like uh you know let's say like 1000 years uh, yeah after. Um, like but, a- but it didn't yeah it didn't it didn't exist um the there were a variety of economic systems i mean like well it depends dude yeah. you can stretch the definition of barter economy i, I know for a fact uh, they used to trade the gold gold currency back in the day uh which is really ancient now um yeah the gold standard yeah yeah, yeah for uh, goods and i mean technically you can consider that barter economy because you're trading a money for a good it's not not exactly money because gold has intrinsic value to it right yeah it, it does it does but i mean like if, if you look at like um i mean the, like even in like the united states right like i, I mean you still had the, the gold standard like until quite recently like um so like i don't really i i wouldn't really say like i mean i, I wouldn't really put that as a as barter like, yeah yeah i mean like yeah but the, the critical yeah. difference i see is that gold has intrinsic value as money the paper doesn't doesn't really have intrinsic value it's the value that yeah, you can, print, you can print, yeah. exactly yeah. so that, that's you why cannot. i see it as well, a well, well, yeah well well the paper the paper does have value, but but not much. No, it doesn't have intrinsic value. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, it doesn't have yeah. intrinsic value. That's the important part. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but then again, I mean, like, I don't know if you want to call like, I mean, copper coins. I mean, copper had value in the Roman Empire. They had copper coins, right? Right. Silver coins. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, like, is it true? I true that that you can melt the you can melt gold coins, right? Okay, and you can. It does have an intrinsic value. However. That value wasn't necessarily correlated with the value, the value of, of gold coin of the coin itself. Yeah, you follow him. So yeah, that, that that's why I wouldn't call it. But I, I get your point. That is a, I mean, there is this whole. I mean, the gold standard is something that is, I, I, it, as I said, like um, it's quite controversial because um, the United States like they terminated the gold standard like in the seventies or something. Right. I'm not quite sure, but they used to have like in the Federal Reserve they had a gold standard right so the even the, the the dollar actually equated to the actual physical gold which they had right um and we were kind of moving further and we're, we're becoming sort of we're moving further and further away from that right with yeah. cryptocurrency and digitization right um yeah and there is there are concerns and fears over that people do have yeah it's running on, on a fiat system right now which is yeah it's like dude Oh yeah, yeah. Imagine what happens once this uh, this epidemic like 
Okay. <laughs> I, I, look, I'm gonna be honest. Dude, the epidemic is gone. Like it's long gone, dude. We're we're all vaccinated. It's it's basically like the flu now, right? According to, <laughs> according to literally um, doctors uh, that were Biden. Yeah, dude, yeah, literally, <laughs> crazy. Man. Like it's it's actually crazy how like uninfectious. Okay, it is infectious, but how uh, normal it is. Like uh, in terms of mortality and whatnot, uh, compared to like the flu and uh, whatever, but everyone still treats it like as a as a massive, you know, uh, as a massive virus that's spreading around and has like potential to kill everyone, like uh, in in an uh, in an eye drop. Dude, it's crazy, dude. I don't know why people are still treating it like this. I don't know. I think it's just the fact that we don't we st- we don't know as much about Omicron as we do about the flu, right? So it's just this kind of fear of the unknown but in terms as you said in terms of the actual symptoms right in terms of the actual mortality rates it's not that we don't know much about omicron well we do know one thing we know its mortality rate is abysmal (laughs) we do know it's just the the fear of the unknown right we don't we don't understand it you know (laughs) Uh, everyone's so scared about ligma yeah i remember that (laughs) ninja ninja from a ligma but it's been like years it feels like it's been decades since that thing came out when was it when they made the ligma joke that was a long time ago dude. That was like uh, a yeah. did this a joke i want to share with you you know this year is 2022 right okay. yeah some people were saying that the the joke is it's actually 2020 version 2 okay um actually like um, confusing yeah i'm actually i'm actually deep in it now (laughs) i'm actually deep in it like how how does this (laughs) Um, (laughs) so uh, about the joke i'm going to bring it back to topic why some people said it was um 2020 uh, 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 the second version of 2020 is they're not talking about the virus, actually. People assume, I guess you guys are talking about the virus or the Omicron stuff. Uh, I want to bring this back, even though it's maybe side correlated, but have you heard of so-called big viruses are just distraction, distraction for you? If you like, like, have you heard of, like, I don't want to go in conspiracy route, but um, <laughs> did you know that Mark Zuckerberg, this guy should be in prison. Um, <laughs> nice. Did, did we know that he should be in prison? He should yeah, be. Yeah. He should be in prison. for a lot for a lot of things. <laughs> a lot of things. Uh, probably child grooming aside. Um and um uh basically producing mental illness, uh, making people con- contract mental illness on Facebook. Um, uh, other than that, his biggest biggest crime against humanity is uh, not just playing Arizona sunshine during the, the pandemic and shooting so-called zombies people basically infected people um is that it's it's the way he treated it traded business uh during 2022 so people might not know that um um you, you know, American companies downsize and stuff, right? They downsize to save money, right? What happened in 2020 was, I think that micro, uh, not Microsoft, um, Facebook will do this again. 
with the metaverse since, since it's released is because they have got they have bought during 2020 they have bought many of the small businesses assets that have gone bankrupt due to coronavirus pandemic and he transformed all those small businesses into his own equivalent of squid game what, what? okay this sounds a bit mad but the <laughs> this is something conspiratorial but um he himself literally has announced in his own like meetings that in uh, in 2022 his metaverse he wants to make a role life like battle royale one one in the metaverse i'm i'm, I'm going to make a prediction here i'm going to make a prediction here i'm not kidding that, um i'm i'm the only person in this uh on this in this podcast right who hasn't watched squid game maybe I i'm wrong right? you, you have those <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, Doctor Octopus, you know, Doctor and Squid, you know, like, it those, bro. Squid, squid game, let's go, guys. Squidward dies, guys. So sad. Wait, Squidward <laughs> dies in Squid, squid Game? Squid, no way. Yeah, man. Squid, squid, squid sad, killed sad. Patrick. You know, Squidward <laughs> mur- brutally <laughs> murdered Patrick. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly why we can't buy lemons because like and not just lemons. that apparently this is apparently from they have a beta test for this you know it's fortnite it's <laughs> <laughs> fortnite, fortnite yeah. in the metaverse uh, yeah yeah, yeah it's quite it's interesting because like um <laughs> obviously i'm gonna comment on this having not watched squid game at all right <laughs> but, but i'm gonna comment on squid game right? let's talk about squid game even though two of us have never watched squid game right right so i did actually see i think it was prager you or some right-wing channel like they put out this video and the title was squid game is actually about communism Oh. Not <laughs> oh no, bro! I love the in- I actually love the internet. Sometimes the internet. And like, it, it, it's interesting what you said. G- given that Mark Zuckerberg is this sort of quintessential kind of capitalist, right? At least in the, the modern era, right? Like how he's sort of making this battle royale system, which you're comparing to the Squid Game, right? I mean, given that, right? It is. I mean, is this idea sort of really like? When when we talk about something like Squid Game, right? Like, how how entrenched like these are meant to be? This is meant to be like a commentary on capitalism, right? Um, is it how how when we look at pop and pop cultural sort of um, representations or criticisms of capitalism, right? Like, how representative do you think they are of reality, right? And don't you think it's strange that actually like people will often find they'll often look at that and then they'll find ways and they'll find similarities to like to communism right i, I think it's this yeah I, I think it's kind of a an interesting kind of thing that that people draw that connection between systems which are supposedly like completely opposite right but yeah i don't know what, what are your thoughts well dude i have no dude i'm gonna be honest with you man uh I used to be into this whole capitalist, uh, socialist, communist dude. Yeah. But I'm kind of over it, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think I'll leave that to the politicians to decide, to be honest. It's it's so much more complex yeah. than you think. It really is. It's unbelievably complex. We live in a society. 
Yeah, it's crazy, dude. Yeah. I, I, I watched a couple of videos on... Yeah, I've, okay. Everyone's watched PragerU, I'm sure, dude. And yeah, yeah did you... Which one? Uh, PragerU. PragerU. PragerU, yeah. It's a uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, I was Jack's up to go. I don't know. Ah, hell yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So essentially, they're like a right-wing channel uh, commenting, oh. like, you know, right-wing beliefs and whatnot. So Mark about right wing uh, I don't know. I don't really care. Into, I don't really care. No, I don't actually search those. Uh, is he right wing? I don't know. <laughs> right wing. <laughs> right handed. <laughs> Why someone searches? Someone searches Markiplier's right handed. Yeah, dude. It's just like it's so nuanced, man. And then I saw like videos responding to those capitalist claims, and not any like random guy responding. Like some some really smart dudes, like very very intelligent people responding to those claims, and they make very very valid points. So it's so nuanced, dude. And like to make a definitive uh, conclusion out of all this is like <clears throat> it would be really naive to like be able to think that you can do that. So. I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm also was just thinking about like the fact that when people look at capitalism, right, or when people look at communism, right, they'll, they'll look at these systems and they'll think of certain cliches, right? So capitalism, they'll think of rich versus poor, right? They'll um, think yeah. of these sort of, uh, you know, it's just business, right? You have like the evil businessman kind of villain, right, which you'll see in a lot of movies, right? Mr. Like Krebs. you're you're you're, you're You'll see these in certain in certain cliches, and then and then what happens is is that when you have some like Prager you right, they'll look at this right, and they'll see oh well, well communism that's authoritarianism right, and and if you look at these actual and 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 they'll say okay well these systems right it's actually about communism because it's authoritarianism right, and it's it's very reductionist very simplistic, but when when you look at it itself right, when you look at these sort of communist societies right. What, what what do we see in them? If we look at North Korea, we see a very wealthy group at the top, and then we see the impoverished mass, masses. So we see wealth disparity, right? Mm -hmm. Which is it, it's kind of a parallel of what people think of when they think of capitalism, right? right. But it's all kind of um, it, it's all very reductionist, and I think it's just I don't think it's useful to kind of um, look at look at these systems in terms of these these cliches right? oh. I, I think it's just yeah i think it's i think it's just interesting that we do base a lot of our understanding of this on just pop culture and movies like robocop and like yeah. That, that, that's yeah it doesn't help that uh prager you has an agenda to push either <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah true. <clears throat> what it is uh do you guys what games do you guys play uh fortnite new new news has just come in is that epic games want to move its fortnite franchise into the metaverse oh, soon right, right. Yeah. people are going to be shooting at people in the streets i've played what? a bunch of different games like oh 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 yes i forgot to tell you guys you know Ro roblox guys yeah, yeah. yes be very, be very careful i'm i'm going to warn everyone in game society try, try to not play roblox anymore because what they're doing is really malicious roblox is trying to merge with the metaverse at this moment they're in the process doing, they, um... they're, they're, why I talk about the Squid Game ambition that um, uh, Mark Zuckerberg is... Uh, <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg, yes. 
I can't pronounce his shitty surname. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I just quote Mark the Lizard. Mark the Lizard. Okay. Oh god. <laughs> just, just don't even go there. <laughs> oh, just remember that video, like, the reptilian in court. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> I mean. Okay. I mean. <laughs> oh, okay. You, you that got was a David Ike, you know. You gotta love. Him. <laughs> no, no, he's a madman. Just forget. <laughs> he, 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 he thinks we live in a madhouse. That's what he thinks. Okay, nothing is all mad yet. So, <laughs> okay. Um. So, um. About that, what Roblox is doing? They already announced it to four beasts underneath our nose. Is that they're already in the plan? Roblox is making a metaverse move, move to, with Facebook because facebook wants his vr uh, augmented reality ambitions and they have literally struck a deal with facebook in order to um basically you know facebook owns oculus right you know those oculus suits they're going to make so-called vr augmented reality affordable and essentially have you guys watched ready player one yes Yes, uh, yes. they have cryptocurrencies in there. There's some like only in the game money, right? Crypto, yeah, they have in game currency. It's not really crypto, it's more in game currency. In game currency, yes, but yeah, because of that. So, and essentially, what happens to the players who fail the mission or they lose everything, all the investments, right? Yeah, yeah. What essentially Roblox is trying to do and Facebook is try to recreate what the what Steven Spielberg's movie entails. This is not a joke, man. This 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 I think. Well, yeah, continue. Sorry, you speak. Dude, I you lose everything in the game in that movie, and it's gonna be the same thing in real life. I mean, if you lose in the game, you're not gonna lose your your couch or your house, dude. That's just. Um, well, dude, I think I think in general, we're like over exaggerating about the metaverse, dude, and like, you know, virtual reality, because like, dude, it's just a game, man. Like, like, <laughs> not really, not really, it's not. Yeah. No, it really it's is. Not. If you it's, boil it's it not, down. No, it's not a game. It's, it's, it's just a game, dude. It's just no, okay, how go, go into the sandbox and see how much sand the, the cryptocurrency with the sand no i don't mean like that i mean yeah every game has a monetizing system but i mean when you boil it down it's meant for fun right it's not meant it's not it's, it's meant not... for like work as well though like it, it's being integrated into like it it's not really a game it's more like it's, it's gamification of this gamification of life. <laughs> yeah i mean this is very dangerous yeah. including Okay, I don't like Jesper Dior because he's against storytelling in video games, but he made a great point years ago, years ago about gamification. He, he said that there's a, a, certain, a certain point of moral repugnance where uh, people say it's just a game, deal with it, and the consequences that you lose and you lose everything. Like it's a rip, the, 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 this idea that um, the winner takes all and the loser lives in poverty because they deserve it is a worry um barbaric worry spartan spartan like um um he, oh, he he said he said it's uh, he quoted somebody on his uh, blog saying that gamification is a repugnant uh eugenics type of um approach to video games 
Right, but let's say you 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 lose in the the mult in the metaverse, right? Let's say you lose a mini game in it. What do you actually lose? Virginity. Rape you. The only thing that will rape you is your time, which is your money, and cryptocurrency is your time is the money. Remember that. Everything takes your time nowadays. YouTube, uh, just games in general, school. So everything, everything does take your time. So what, what, what um, intrinsically, or not, not exactly intrinsically, what changes this uh, to like, let's say, a normal game? Like, what's the change? Um, you can make money off it. Okay, you can make money off a normal game. Mm, yeah, but streaming in the sandbox, you can make it in the game. Uh, money Twitch in the game no. too, dude. It's possible. I'm sorry, Twitch. No, Twitch has changed the policies. I know this. They changed their policies, so so the, so that um, only um, certain high numbers ones will will get the money, yeah, yeah and stuff verification or that. They follow the YouTube shitty rules. When when if I remember, um, everyone should be entitled. I think it's a basic fundamental human right. Any I. Need, I Every streamer should be entitled to some form of passive income on streaming. If or a podcast, even they should be everyone should be given a uh, passive income if they're doing something productive like a podcast or, or entertaining people stream. There's no such thing as free stuff in this capitalist system. Yet, what happens in this capitalist system is that the upper class slobs, I just call them upper class slobs because I'm tired of them, they they say nothing comes from thin air. No, no money grows on tree. Money doesn't grow on tree. They say, but they are creating money from thin air using these algorithms, and you have nothing for it. They just leech off you. But basically, it's ignorant slavery for people. The users like TikTok. I don't encourage anyone to use TikTok because people are banking off your personal data, same like Facebook, but even grotesquely, they're data mining you. So these companies are data mining your stuff, your privacy, solely to the highest bidder, and you get no money from it. Your personal intellectual property is all violated. Right, but what are you suggesting then? Like, they give a universal basic income to any anyone who, like, what, streams? Is that, is that what you're um... Not, not exactly a you know sort of basic income, but an income that the private corporation have to give in like a deposit for people because like um, this shouldn't be this case like um, trading. Okay, for, first of all, um, the um, in pre in, in pre capitalist economies, right? Uh, in the 18th and 17th century, even before that, there was a system. I uh, think it was in, not France, but it was in early USA, America, uh, especially in the South, that um, if you were in a land and you're a business owner, especially a pub owner, you have to deposit money into certain of people who owns the nearby household, deposit money to them to attract them to come. It's like a short-term investment, but they come to you and you get your you deposit back in the form of drinks and stuff. So what essentially is, it's like a voucher system or something. It's a bit like Fever, you know, Ashman, you you, prom- you showed me the app, Fever, right? It's yeah. basically... <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. you you buy tickets or the yeah. so-called number of tokens or vouchers provided by these businesses this give you your percentage off they treat you like vip or something then you experience the service and all that and you get rewards for it. you get get like when you spend this much money you get this amount of cashback back you should be i think this system and even more benefits should be a fundamental right for the consumer Wait, so let me get this right. Uh, Fiverr, they pay you upfront for your service. Uh, oh, not Fiverr. Fever. Fever. It's a different <laughs> Fever. Okay, so um, it's... What's Fever? Uh, it's this app, right? Uh, this service, basically. Like, um, there's all these kind of deals on it, right? You can put all kinds of events. Like, there's restaurants. There's, like, cinema stuff. It's all kind of stuff, right? Um, concerts, right? Um just vr stuff like it, it's a variety of different kind of events and things which you can and basically you get these these kind of deals off them right mm -hmm. and you can buy these vouchers right and each time you buy a voucher uh you get cash back right um you get cash back for that voucher and you can and also if you share if you share share certain stuff with friends right then you can get get cash back for that as well right and there's this whole cashback system right actually one thing is that i will recommend right um i don't know it i don't know if it's expired yet or not it probably hasn't right but um and i don't know if you'll really be able to use it during this kind of period because of covid and everything right uh but um there is this one um there's this voucher on the fever app which allows you to get um you can watch just um view movies right uh, if there's like a view cinema near you or anything like that like each so each day you get like um one one movie right you can watch a view movie every day right and you just pay it it's like um if i recall it was like yeah it's like four pound 99 or something so you just pay you pay four pound 99 and then basically for each day so each day you can watch a view movie for, for free basically right mm -hmm. and it lasts till it's like 29th of october or something right yes. well, yeah it's a, it's a really good deal so, yeah but, yeah I see, I see. I don't know, dude. The issue I have is like, um, if you want to be like more quote unquote fair to the creators of uh, Twitch or let's say YouTube, like, how do you moderate the creators who are just ripping off of others or who are just be, uh, who are just like, you know, not doing anything, but. Too quick. Are stealing people's content. Very yeah. good question, Steve. Very good question. Uh, let's give some examples. I know this because I have some contacts who have been ripped off by YouTube and down YouTube. I have another contact on the uh, not, on on Twitch also got totally ripped off. Um, have you heard of David Jaffe? Uh, no. Who's that? Twitch. So basically, what Twitch happened is because of Sony. Sony got 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 complete not complaint. So Sony was tired of David Jaffe and. Uh, cut him down. He was. He used to be able to get some money from his stream. He was a. The, he was a um, writer for God of War for Sony. But now his he can't do Twitch anymore because um, so Twitch um, got got um, Sony didn't like him. Basically, Sony spoke to Twitch these people and spoke to Amazon as well, um, uh, saying this person is maybe dangerous for our company, etc. And so now David Jaffe is basically being, being um, 
barred from doing things that he he is not allowed to do. And he said he can't make any more videos because um, he's no longer verified, which away took away his verification. Because for for reasons reasons that is outside of Twitch, or basically what Sony thinks what he's doing is trying to jeopardize um, secrets about God of War franchise, etc. So I don't know if this is true or not, but maybe he's historical because he's very old. But I don't know. But um, the another one is on YouTube is this this guy. Um, who used to do a lot of, like we um, basically this. Have you guys heard Mix? Mix. Mix is in game society. Hey, Mix, yeah. He told me, okay, I think you guys may now know this was in his own private Discord, but I only, but don't tell Meg that I said this to you. But he. You're gonna watch this. Uh, he made um, what indie anime reviews, right? Like uh, he basically picked from the the beans of endless stream of animes, and he picked one that is least well known anime film, right? Anime of uh, yeah, TV series basically slash film. I, I forgot its name, but he basically when he uploaded it, he um, um, he 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 had had the normal screenshot system like thumbnail, right? YouTube flagged his uh, video. His video got DMCA striked by the people, the Western companies who owns the license to that anime. Right. And they told him to the <clears throat> thumbnail, basically. And what's worse is that they did it through YouTube. They made YouTube say this to him. They were targeting him deliberately, apparently deliberately. For, for, for try it, it basically his video was this this um that so underrated underrated anime review underrated uh, and anime, this anime is so underrated i wanted to show you guys told you about this plot and they they, they didn't just he was not verified right so he can't talk to the community anyway this is prevalent amongst many youtube uh, uh youtube communities well, including me i once got dms Firstly, DMCA strike by one company, uh, a digital homicide. The this indie company, right? They took it away because they found to be full of shit. And right. uh, but back to topic, he basically changed the thumbnail. He uploaded and re-uploaded again. And guess what? He got copy. He got not computer. He channel got striked. Striked one. Okay. So what's the what he he has to do? He had to change the wording. He has cut out the music now. So he cut out the music. And guess what? He uploaded it, re-uploaded again. Second strike. Second strike. The the studio and not just this now. The the, the Japanese studio go record of it now, and the, the basically the the Western company slitched. They they did. Dunsons behind the back, so it's not two ways. The YouTube's algorithm and community guideline strike is one way street straight, where um, um, content creators like me and Mix and even smaller YouTubers who has like 200 YouTubers or something, they get flagged for contents that they review, with the exception of other verified 
anime reviewers. So this, this has become a massive problem where we have elitism in YouTube, where certain content creators are more trusted by the algorithm and, and um, they penalize um, hobbyists and or new anime reviewers. And they have to deal with this. And, and companies, uh, basically, it's instead of consumers having rights, it's the corporations that the businesses are always right, regardless of how they abuse the system and copyright strike, force DMCA strike people's channel. Now, mixed channel is, he can't afford to have the third strike anymore. Right. So he, he unable to upload the video. So it, it's basically um, taken down, everything taken down, just because the American, uh, I think it was Western, I think the European studio who licensed there did not like his video, or maybe just because so they didn't give him any money. And so um, they want such change. They changed the money and he couldn't do anything to... Uh, um, report back to system saying this is fundamentally wrong. I've been doing everything what they be asked. Why are they doing this to me? You, YouTube doesn't have any like. To, I, I went too long on this, but thief. Basically, what what YouTube has right now is a literally not a complete system at all. It's a broken, um, cancerous system. Okay, done. Um. Yeah, so a uh, quick question, right? So he, he is from the UK, right? Yeah, yeah, mix from the UK, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know, right? So basically, um, I, I think it's kind of, it's all very dubious in terms of the way that these, when it comes to copyright laws, because the way that they work transnationally seems very dubious to me, right? Mm -hmm. Like, how can these copyright laws are applying to citizens of countries you know and countries. completely different countries you know are, are somehow i now have to abide by say like american copyright laws or japanese yes. copyright laws it, it just yeah it, it yeah. just seems all very kind of dubious and nebulous in terms of the, the german government hates me the german government definitely hates me i don't know do i just want... this is like uh, for example, I, I have free music. Music that is a really viral one. Free music, get royalty free. I put royalty free music on my videos. Right? Then they suddenly becomes unwatchable in Germany, Netherlands, and then suddenly increases to Denmark or something. And European or white. So um, I, I don't know. So, so I think um, that's maybe a different factor. But when... Uh, the, so, what happens on YouTube is now the YouTube creators are become scapegoats, basically, including me and others affected by this. Well, basically become scapegoats for ineffective systems that, that was built around trying to monetize people's uh, products. Like, for example, um, if you have uh, if a company, for example, DMCA, you, you don't get anything. You get nothing. Not just that. You may be shadow banned from your own channel. Like your videos can never reach the home page of YouTube. Right, right. It's outrageous, man. I'm just telling you this so that on this uh, on this podcast, that um, people who happen to have YouTube channels or something can listen to this and get some information about it. So. 
So sorry, I extended the podcast way too long to continue. Yeah, we're almost finished, everyone. Mm. How, how much runtime do we have left? We have like uh, four minutes. <laughs> four minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Obviously, like, I don't want to start off the the whole kind of new conversation, right? But we all know, like, the the current sort, of, the the intellectual property laws, right? Uh, no matter what country you look at, just have extremely sort of. Sorry, is there some background noise there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The intellectual property laws that we have, like, it doesn't matter what country you look at, they're just obviously just uh, way too overexpansive, right? And they're, they're just ridiculous at this point, right? Well, I mean, yeah, you're not even wrong, dude. YouTube is like, no, YouTube, sorry. Uh, there are certain, like, um, people, believe it or not, individuals who are abusing uh, the copyright. They go get they go get license for certain music that they don't own and then the copyright creators who use that music it's crazy and it's actually very easy to do it believe it or not like certain there's certain guides on youtube itself showing you how to do that literally well, as I mean, an individual own a license to a piece of music uh, from a, a certain uh, com- uh, from a certain band or whatever and then copyright people who <laughs> Who use it? It's crazy, dude. Because it, it's in this in the public domain. Yeah, exactly. You just take you just copyright something that's yeah. in the public domain. I mean, it, it is ridiculous. I mean, but then again, you have like this is a very old example, right? But you had you had Walt Disney, right? Who fortunately, fortunately, he tried to, but fortunately failed. He tried to, um, he tried to like pattern um the the fairy tales, right? The classic fairy tales. He tried to. Uh, make his own copyright on them so that that those fairy tales like Cinderella, Snow White, all of those classic fairy tales would be part of the Disney intellectual property, right? Oh. <laughs> like fairy tales that have existed for centuries, right? And he was trying to copyright them. I put copyright on them, <laughs> copyright claim on them. So yeah, very weird thing to copyright, dude. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, think about how much money we'd be making, like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of hard to imagine that. Yeah. It is what it is at the end of the day, dude. Greed is a crazy thing, man. David, what's your yeah. fun Because um, you've been quite silent. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've just, been kind of, I've just been kind of like absorbing all this. And to be honest, I've done YouTube videos as well. Um, I mean, I haven't really necessarily come across the whole copyright um issue necessarily myself but i've seen like how big youtubers have been affected they had videos taken down had issues in the past so it's kind of it's kind of all over the place a bit of a mess to be honest um like i've seen you know people that have always followed the rules kind of get messed over like by youtube you know yeah, yeah. so hopefully you'll fix it to be honest i mean you know it's it's probably just mistakes and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> but the ironic thing with our current situation is that there's no form of compensation for for mistakes. Like at least in gotcha games, for example, like um, when there's a bug in the servers or something, people's account get lost. They get restored very quickly, or they get compensation money, or some type of new grow or something, or or, or a certain cover grow or whatever. But in YouTube, for example, or even like 
you know what we use day to day even at universities when like for example we're not allowed to go into uni for example because of how how the safety reasons we don't get any kind of like uh welfare to like compensate us like yeah this is ridiculous like dude imagine like if you get striked on a uh, let's say on a video and then uh it's manually reviewed and then the strike is removed yeah man if they compensate you that'd be great man actually yeah compensate for the mental breakdown some people may have due to it no i mean not exactly (laughs) like like, the time wasted essentially the time wasted and yeah yeah and like the stress that comes with it so i i I actually agree with that yeah absolutely (laughs) yeah i i sound a bit too serious and i know there i did a survey i some people in the Surveys said I'm uh, like a said interestingly I sound like a doom theorist, right. like uh, Armageddon theorist, a person who is is worry uh, Mr. Negative called me um king of negativity. Oh God! <laughs> among the surveys, I was I found it amusing because he called me king of negativity. Even though I know somebody who is literally the king of negativity, and I'm, I'm I'm not scared if he's going to to try to say to me, he's a quite chill guy. I'll just say it's Jim Sterling, my boy. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So one more minute, <laughs> or right, final words, and for viewers of this podcast, it's. Well, happy new year, but it's also a chaotic new year. Happy new year. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yes. Right. So, um, please thank the guests, David, Ashmet, and Thief for attending this delightful podcast. That, that, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, My very pleasure, man. My very pleasure. Yeah, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure to be here. Pleasure. Pleasure yeah, meeting all man. of you. Yeah, no, no, nice meeting all of you. Yeah, I'm, I'm being interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you guys. Yeah. Uh, so there will be another podcast. Um, not this weekend, but there will going to be a podcast. Uh, on Discord. On Discord, a very short one to get since started to be moved. So if any viewers listeners know about it are still listening right now before go um if you have discord or you have twitch please join us later on um well just i'm going to say my discord name you can just dm me at the pondering critic hashtag zero one three one okay that's all thanks for now thank you for listening everyone and have a brilliant day, you beautiful bastards. <laughs> oh my god. Are you sure that's not copyrighted, Henry? I'm kidding. <laughs> the the, the doesn't have copyright on English language words. She <laughs> oh the phrase, you beautiful bastards, and in that melody, you know, that tune, it's like a just music. Franco doesn't listen to podcasts really. It was a skit, really. But if James DeFranco does hear uh, this video, listen to this podcast, please invite him on. I'd love him to be on this show. Okay, okay. Okay. Right. Awesome. Cool.
Yes. Well, great people, by the way. Don't don't DMCA strike on us. <laughs> okay. Right. Have a great day, everyone. Cheers. See you, Bye. See you guys. Bye. See you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.